From court storming to preliminary predictions, we've got a lot to rant about today. We might even get to some college basketball and a number one team in the nation that the voters have finally agreed upon with me. This is Sixth Year Seniors. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! I'm tired of losing to Purdue! I'm not here to round this week! That's why I got a college skip! That's why I was an All-American in Michigan! It's I could give a shit about North Carolina right now. Mikey, I hear you chuckling in the background there. How you doing? Yeah, I'm chuck- you said you had to go get some water. I told you I had a different concoction that uh, I had to get my... Uh, Eduardo did not take care of me downstairs. The, the, it was, it was, I'm not complaining about the pour that I got. but So he did this trick last week. There was a gal that came down with a uh, – got a glass of wine. He put, he put the saran wrap on it and, okay. uh, and, and turned it upside down, and it, and it held with the, however he did the saran wrap. So you could take your okay, drink up to your room. Okay, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was really good. So anyway, uh, so he just, he, I came in and looked, look. Look, Carolina's on. I'd love to sit down here and have a have a drink and, and, and eat and watch the game. But, look, I got a podcast tape. So can I get one, take it up to the room? So he sets me up, gives me the, you know, gives me the saran wrap treatment. And he doesn't go upside down. I mean, my drink's got ice in it. You know, I, I, it's fine. But so anyway, I get it upstairs. And it's leaking all over the goddamn place. He's getting an earful when I get back downstairs. The Carolina game's on. We're taping six-year seniors. We have a ton of content ready to roll, and, and I, I'm not even laughing. I'm not even laughing about the number one team in the nation. I'm laughing about what went down in Winston-Salem, North Carolina on Saturday. I told you off air we could do an entire segment on just this content right here, but I'm going to let you drive the bus. I'm, 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 I'm going to try my best not to, uh, not to you know, commandeer the whole thing and just, t- and just you know, run roughshod here. There's a lot going on here, and based on based on our comments just back and forth over the weekend, I'm almost interested in where this is going to go, and, and, and how much I'm going to have to uh, how much of this drink I'm going to have to get through before I actually comment on it. So I'm going to let you lead the way, <laughs> sir. I've I, I have, I've rambled far too much so far, and I haven't even taken a sip of my drink yet. Well, take a sip of your drink, and I'll explain to the listeners the entire story that has gone on up to this very minute. Wake Forest. Well, if they were Duke. watching, if they were watching CNN or it, it, this was on national news over the weekend, no, like I a freaking Zapruder film, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Come on. Wake Forest defeats Duke 83-79. So that's the first positive in this whole mess. The Wake Hunter fans. Sa- by, by the way, and, 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 and before we and before we even get to that, look, Hunter Salas is a baller, man. That oh, yeah. dude can play, and the more Wake Forest can run their offense through that guy. The uh, the longer their season is going to go. This is a tournament team. Um, maybe they're the actual fourth seed that I had. Let, let, let's forget about the Virginia, okay? We'll talk about them a little bit. It's not Virginia, I promise you that. <laughs> maybe it's Wake Forest. Big win, big win for the Deeks and the foul in Chapel Hill. All right, let's go. 
This is going to be – I'm all over the place tonight. Just go, go ahead and prepare for it, everybody. So Wake wins. Fans storm the court. Rightfully so. Kyle Filipowski somehow is it midcourt. I, I don't know. I think he was going to take on the entire Wake Forest campus on his own. Either that or he's just so inept athletically that he couldn't walk off the court. But he gets spun around by somebody – uh, it looks like he tried to fight that guy. Meanwhile, somebody else ran into him by mistake. And Filipowski goes down like uh, Kurt Hennig against the Road Warriors. <laughs> Needs help getting off the court as if he'd broken his leg. John Shire, after the game, starts whining, When are they gonna end court storms? As if his player had been shot. <laughs> today now, and like you said, all night long, Zapruder Films, CNN, Fox News. Fox News probably says Joe Biden had something to do with this. Oh, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. Anyway, the news out of Duke this morning is that Filipowski, quote, avoided serious injury. No shit. He barely got touched. <laughs> and he's, quote, sore because he had to ice his knee afterward. I'm telling you. What's going to happen, because this is Duke, he's going to come out for his next game in a full leg cast from, like, hip to ankle, Bob Orton Jr. style, and then he'll miraculously be able to play against North Carolina. Here's why that works. They're playing Louisville next. So Yeah. <laughs> they can play three on five. Uh, I, I you know, it, the it's Mama like Cornette. The, it's like the, like the one-game indefinite suspension of indefinite suspension yes yeah absolutely i uh i spoke with mama Cornette just a little while ago she wants to know um how many tylenol kyle filipowski was given uh, by team doctors today was it enough dosage she, she she's curious to to find out because they, they apparently oh, they, they didn't tell us i'm shocked as to okay all right I was wondering whether there would uh whether they'd actually do the 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 surgery to reconnect his leg on the bench <laughs> during the Louisville game and we could have picture in picture of the game and then the bigger picture on the surgery um as it's happening live. Picture um, in picture. <laughs> I love it. No, no, even better. Put it on pay per view. Oh God. It's Oklahoma versus Army. It's WrestleMania. <laughs> this was not as much of um, I, I, God. I haven't gotten to my. Hang on. I've got, I've got to take a drink for, before I get into this. Hang on. I can't believe you, I'm well, going to have to be the voice of reason here. This is ridiculous. I cannot believe this is about to happen. Well, no, actually, um, I, I think the voice of reason has been the Talking Heads because. For the most part, from what I've heard, the talking heads in sports media have got it right. They realize what the solution is, and it's sure not what ESPN and and what from what I've just seen, the commissioners of the conferences have in mind. So go ahead. Jay, Bill, Jay Billis wants to arrest folks. He wants. It he, doesn't he wants, surprise if, me. If the, if the students are on the court afterwards, they just they no chain it off, them. and if you're in the Jeez. if you're in the the rectangle, you go to jail. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Do um, they recall no, that Duke they did Duke storm the football field this season? Of course, that was different. That was different. Oh, it wasn't Cal Filipowski oh, that was that okay. was getting run into. Okay. Yeah. 
look, I said this a few weeks ago on the, on the whole Caitlin Clark thing. I do think that if you are going to storm the court, yeah, they're, you they're have trying to, to compare this to Caitlin Clark. First off, Clark didn't get hurt. Clark yeah, the, probably knocked the hell out of the fan. We can't help it if Kyle Filipowski is like seven foot and 180 pounds and a twig. Caitlin Clark Caitlin Clark hurt Kyle Filipowski. Caitlin Clark flopped more than Filipowski did. Let's just get that <laughs> straight first. This was a stampede of people. Well, let's not get this wrong. This was a this was a mass of humanity. This wasn't one person coming by and Caitlin Clark stepping into that person who's running on the court and then falling down. This was a mass of people. There was nowhere in the in the given situation for Filipowski to go. So I'm did did he initiate contact? Maybe who cares? I don't. Come on, Carolina. Let's not let this thing get back to four. Come on now. If you um, look closely, he tried to fight the first person who touched him. Good. If folks come on the court and you're running past Duke, look, you don't need to be out there right now. Let them get off the court. It's fine. I don't care if we're throwing forearm shivers. So long as, so long as we're not out there with guns or anything, with knives, that's fine. Who cares? So the Katahajima is legal, right? It is, cool. it is absolutely legal. Absolutely. The Katahajima is absolutely legal in Just such a scenario. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Just let the players clear. Um, I, I I think it was it was either Goodman or Douster on Field of 68 over the weekend. So one of those guys had a pretty good idea. I liked the idea of of using the shot clock as as your buffer. Look, you, you just restart uh, the clock. Yeah, you, you know when it's going to happen. Let the shot clock go, and then you can count. Then you've also got a countdown too. You can recount it down, and you can, and then everybody runs on the floor, and and, and we're all good. Everybody's got their spot. Now, Filipowski also could have, instead of trying to walk directly across the court, he knew what was coming. Come, what are we doing here? He could have stopped, waited, waited near the press table on that side because the students were coming from the baseline. You can see that on the video. He could have waited by the press table, let the mass, you know, let the mass of people go by, and then walk around the outside of the exterior of the court to get back to the bench. That would have been fine. But here's the other, uh, he, and here's my last point to this before I get riled up about something else. There was one second left. It was a four-point game. Why are we throwing that ball down the court like that? Is Wake really going to foul here? Are we really going to throw up a three and get it and, and get a foul? I know you're Duke. I know the refs owe you 500 million calls. I know this shot. That's fine. Yeah. There's a, there's a, we, already saw, we already saw the refs bail out Duke in the final second against Clemson a few weeks ago. Why not try it again here against Wake Forest? No, you knew what was going to happen. You, you Get your guys out of the way. And I'm not, blaming John, I'm not blaming John Shire here. I'm not even blaming Kyle Filipowski, and I know you want to. And, I, and look, I'm the Tar Heel fan of this bunch. Oh, my God, you're making me stand up for the Dukies. God, let me jump out the way. I'm on the fifth floor. I got the jacuzzi suite here in Reno. Let me jump off the fifth floor, for God's sake. Look, the, 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 Wake, the Wake Forest students and administration has to do a better job of, of controlling that. and making There sure that you go. Simple as that. That's it. I'm not making Filipowski the victim. I'm just mocking him because he's fragile and dumb and a Dukie. But yeah, the bottom line is Wake Forest needs to do a better job at controlling their crowd. If the Wake Forest security system, which seemed to have been non-existent, could have just held back that crowd for five seconds, we're fine. We don't need the shot clock to go off. We just need five seconds. Five seconds to control that crowd and keep them on the baseline. We're fine. 
Nothing happens. If Phil Pawski hasn't left the court at that point, it's his own damn fault. There were there were students on the court before the buzzer. Yeah, they, that's they the could problem. have called a technical if they wanted. To, that that's but. the problem. Yeah, I, and that's why th- this isn't a conference problem. This isn't an NCAA problem. This is a Wake Forest problem, and it's just dudes hire some more security. That's all. That's it. Or train the security you have to do better. One of the two. That's it. If you're going to Tanya Harding, Kyle Filipowski, at least do it in the locker room so nobody can see it. (laughs) Or in the parking lot like the Phoenix Sun player did about last week. Draymond Green apparently should have put Kata Hajimate on Rudy Gobert in the parking lot rather than on the court. <laughs> no, he really should have done it on the court. That was that, that was great content, and I'm here for it. It was great video. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to see nothing wrong line. with that. Uh, and uh, and uh, by uh, the uh, way, the greatest, the, the most ethical player in the NBA is coming back tomorrow night. Get the <laughs> Nobel Peace Prize ready for Chris Paul. <laughs> I don't, I don't need, I don't need video out here. Like, uh, you know, I, I, I need video. I, I want to make sure we don't lose this in the parking lot. Speaking of video in the parking lot and, and putting folks in the Katahashime and doing damage, <laughs> let's pour one out for, for the rock. Ole Anderson just dropped a little while ago, passed away today. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're breaking news. Kidding. We're breaking news here on six year season. I literally just, I saw it in the elevator coming up here to the penthouse. God so, damn. I never thought that crusty bastard would die. I know. <laughs> No. Oh man, but yeah, if if, if we're gonna, you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna mess some dudes up in a parking lot, at least let's let's bring the camera crew with them so we can see him see, see him tie Dusty up. I was gonna say busting Dusty's arm in a yeah, corridor. Classic. Absolutely. That's the thing about Ole and, and and breaking his leg in the cage. In the ca- absolutely, I mean, yeah. Ole's done so much to Dusty Rhodes in his career. Oh yeah, it's great. If if Ole said if Ole said uh, they were going to break Dusty's leg, there was going to be a leg getting broken. I mean that, that's what it, that's what it is by hook or by crook. One of the greatest angles of all time was Ole Anderson for a year pretending to be Dusty Rhodes' friend just so he could turn on him. <laughs> I think that was about 1978. 7879. Fantastic. Find that promo, everybody. When Ole turned on him and Ole explained how much he had to work and how much he hated being friends with all those people. And you know that was a total shoot. You know that was a total shoot. Because <laughs> he didn't like anybody. Was that was that a part was that a part of the same angle or was that a different angle he ran with Thunderbolt Patterson? Uh it might have been the same thing. He probably turned on Thunderbolt during that period. At the same well. time, okay. I come on, he turned on Thunderbolt as many times as Lex Luger turned on Sting. <laughs> and Thunderbolt was about as dumb as Sting. <laughs> if you move. <laughs> I've had it up to about. Ooh. <laughs> if I could say. Gordon, 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 <laughs> Gordon's only just, just, just leading him along. It's so great. My God, okay. How, how, did, we get, how did we get from Duke? To Ole, oh yeah, beating people up in parking lots. <laughs> beating people up in parking lots, absolutely. Here, oh, oh, the status on the bottom line: Cal Field, Cal, Cal is sore. His status is unclear. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's what I was seeing, and he quote avoided serious injury. <laughs> Iced his knee after collision during yeah. court storming. That's so stupid. Yeah. 
My yeah, in God. other news, the sun came up today. Yeah, how about that? Uh, th- there's another piece on the lead where they said he didn't have to get an MRI. Oh, thank God. So, you know, by God, thankful for that. It was Caitlin Clark's looking at that and going, you motherfucking wimp. <laughs> I was watching I was watching it live and, and I had looked down for just a moment. And then I saw, like I said, it was all of a sudden I see the the infamous Shire face pop up because John Shire makes faces. He he just does. It's this natural. He his his face contorts in weird ways when he plays basketball, and apparently when he's rescuing his teammates from a court storm, or his players from a court storm. <laughs> and I looked up at right just rescuing. the right moment where where his mouth is contorted off to the left side. He's probably yelling. And all, anyway, that was I didn't have that on the bingo card for the weekend. I'm glad it, I'm glad Shireface was a, a part of my life again, if only for a few minutes. And then all of a sudden, you know, we get we get it replayed you know, for the last 48 hours, and it's been a part of my life for 48 hours. It's been great. It's been a fun weekend. I actually miss the initial court storming. I was at a bar doing some day drinking. The Wake Forest game was off in a corner, so I saw that Wake got up by four with about two seconds left, right after the turnover that ended the game, essentially. Yeah. And I turned away, didn't think about it again. And then like five minutes later, my phone starts lighting up. And, and it's like, oh, shit. And so then I had to find, I had to wait for halftime for one of the other games to, uh, I think it was the Bama-Kentucky game. I had to wait for halftime to actually see what happened. And then like you, I've seen it, you know, a hundred times since in the last 48 hours. A hundred, I'd, I'd take the over. I'll just say that. Good God. Zabruder film. Ridiculous. It's, but I'll say it's it's so good for college basketball. This is this is such great content. We we need we need good Duke villains. Filipowski is great. He's pouty. He's whiny. He uh, it's just prototypical villainry here. I love it. It's fantastic. Uh, I'm here for it. Yeah, he's not quite Christian Leitner or Grayson Allen, but he's right there at the top of tier two. He's 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 really good. It, it, he's got just top top notch facial expressions, and that, that those go a long way. That got Luke Kennard a long way up the list of the Duke <laughs> villains, just because of, of just the, the who me? It, no, it could not. It couldn't be me. You know, it's just so so bad. Great stuff. Let's turn away from the court storm and get into the selection storm, if you will. Uh, And it seems that the NCAA didn't even put out a new selection 16 this past weekend after all the shit that they went through this last weekend. And and I think I saw something like 10 or 11 of their 16 lost in the past week. I'll, I'll, I'll say one thing, and then I'll let you rant. I think this isn't just needless television but it also goes to show you how little especially this year the talking heads the media and even the selection committee know about who's the best teams in the nation oh it's why come on they finally made houston number one after what what we had like 14 15 weeks into the season dear god they finally made houston number one yeah, and, and and they weren't that far away from also doing a job this weekend. But they didn't. They didn't. But they were a missed they were a missed free throw away from from losing in Waco. No, I mean it's it's it's, it's 
we've said it for a while. There's there's UConn, Purdue, and Houston, and and then there's the field. And no, 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 it's Houston, UConn, and the field. Come on, we all know Purdue's going to get a number one seed, and we all know Purdue's not going to be around in the second week. Well, that's but that's what but but that's what, as far as the, the one seeds go, that it's, it, those three are basically oh, okay. locked. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, and then it's everybody in in terms of building out a bracket. That that's what we're looking at, and then the fourth number one seed to down, you know, down to the five line. It's almost you know put them in a hat and pull them out, and and just just do the best we can as far as filtering out how the how the last few weeks of this gimmick play out, and, and we'll we'll do the best we can to to try to seed this thing. That's basically what it is. So if that's the case, then. What upset you so much last week? So th- this is what upsets me, and I will go to the grave yelling about this. We are well, out- you're going to go to the grave yelling about a lot of things. Oh, come on. But- <laughs> come on. No, here's, here's my thing. My thing about the way they bracket the tournament, they need to stop worrying about the damn geography. The, 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 the geography in terms of the regions, should not matter. This should be, hey, we're seeing this thing, one, two, three, four, and then five, six, seven, eight. Four plays five, three plays six, two plays seven, one plays eight. We're trying to so see this. So 16 plays one, 15 yeah, plays exactly. two. Yeah, exactly. And, and I know, and I know, because I have built enough mock brackets in my 42 years, 41, 40, whatever number it is. I don't, I can't keep up. I know there yeah, at are least conference. you're a man. I am a man. I am 40. I know there are conference considerations you have to take into account where teams can't play before you know the Sweet 16 or the regional final based on how many times you played during the year. I know this. Anyway, so it won't be clean, but all they had to do was flip three, if they would have flipped three seed, like in the, with, on the same lines, everything is, fa- it is fair by seed line, by bracketing, and it makes sense. And now the other thing, that, and again, it takes, it takes zero effort, zero effort to freaking do this. That's, that's the frustrating thing uh, about when, when I see this kind of stuff. It takes no effort to be able to do this. And then what you can't have, even though, even though I will forever, the funniest night on Twitter ever was the night South Carolina beat Duke in the, in the Luke Kennard game. You know, we we're talking about Luke Kennard faces. Um, South Carolina had no business being a seven seed playing a home games in Greenville, South Carolina. But I'm just going to go ahead and say that Duke got screwed on that, and and it, it is what it is. Okay, you can't reward under underseeded teams with preferential brackets that give them. UConn was a seven seed in 2014 and never had to get on a plane to play a basketball game until the Final Four. They're seven seed. Why are they getting preferential geographical treatment? They shouldn't be. These things need to be taken into account because we need to build a fair tournament that is, that is not giving unfair advantages to teams that don't deserve them. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying about that. The fact that the committee came out and right out of the gate said, oh, well, we're just going to put teams wherever. We don't get – like in the West, it was the it, going by overall seed number. In the West, it was 
12 and 13. In what freaking tournament does that make any freaking sense? The Jim Crockett Memorial Tag Team. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. I walked right into that. That's fantastic. <laughs> hey, but, but hey, before we leave, and, and we're talking about rankings and whatnot, I, I came out here and flapped my gums last week about the final four seed that uh, in 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 my uh, in my in my predictions, Virginia then proceeded to get absolutely lambasted by Virginia Tech on Monday <laughs> night. I, I don't even know. I, I can't even count how high the margin of victory was for the Hokies in that. And then my Tar Heels went into Charlottesville over the weekend, uh, a place they had not won since 2012, and beat Virginia by double digits. Virginia's offense is an absolute embarrassment. Uh, we were talking about international treaties last week. It's, it's, it's breaking several of them. It's just uh, uh, an abomination. They're in trouble. This Virginia, I, the, the, it was smoke and mirrors Virginia was tricking me with. Uh, they got me. They they pulled a David Copperfield on me. That's all right. Virginia's not good. Uh, Virginia gets a win. And couple that with the Duke loss, Carolina moves back into sole possession of uh, of the ACC lead, sitting in really really good position with their with three home games pending them being able to close out Miami here tonight. Three home games before closing on the road at Duke, and you know things break the right way, they might have the league wrapped up before that game uh, even tips. Uh, so it was a good weekend for my Tar Heels. Hey, and by the way, last week you mentioned that you had set the line of Carolina-Virginia's total score at minus 9.5 to the Kentucky-Bama first half. And it ended up being, it didn't matter, because Kentucky and Alabama outscored Carolina and Virginia in both halves of their game. Yeah. Hope you took they the money line on that. They scored 100 in the first half and 112 in the second, while Carolina and Virginia managed 98 in the entire game. These games were going on at the same time. Yeah, it was they were. not it was the same sport. It was <laughs> not the same sport whatsoever. It was high comedy altogether. Hey, let, let's let's jump into that real fast. Uh, Kentucky. They had that lull, and all of a sudden they 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 go on the road. They beat Auburn. They kicked the crap out of Alabama at home and. All of a sudden, R.J. Davis from downtown. My God. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still not seeing it yet. It was a home win in the SEC. Alabama had been looking for a loss the last couple of games. Remember, they were down big to Georgia. Yeah. They struggled with Florida at home. This doesn't surprise me at all. They'll rebound, and they've got one big game left. That's Tennessee next Saturday. That's a big game. They'll be ready for it, and it's at home. They'll be, they'll be there. Yeah, and and blows. Okay, you want to talk about you want to talk about ridiculous rankings? Do you realize that the the uh, whatever the hell the other poll is, the USA Today poll, I think, uh, which is hilarious. Does USA Today even exist anymore? That's a very good point. Alabama wasn't even in the top twenty-five in their poll last week. What? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said, too. This is the first time I've looked at the top 25 rankings in uh, probably since, like, November. And, yeah, that shocked me because they're they're number 14 now. They were not ranked the previous week. Meanwhile, in the AP poll, they dropped one spot down to, like, 13. Does Sports Illustrated have a poll? Uh, If so, it's probably voted on by bots. (laughs) 
the, bot, the bots have been blowing up my Twitter feed about the Filipowski <laughs> thing over the weekend. My God. What what else do we have? I, I, we're <laughs> so close to halfway through here already. We're we're gonna have to kind of like scrap yeah. a lot of this format here. Uh, let's, do I want say, to mention? Yeah, let's let's hit let's hit the let's hit the main event of the week actually though uh, before we go to break because the number one team in the nation uh, got the shit kicked out of them on the road. Oh oh, you're talking the previous number one team. In yes, the, the previous yeah last week they were number one when they played. Yes, God damn, I'm not I'm not kissing the ring on this. It is far from over. Yeah, Creighton's 85, Connecticut 66. That was Connecticut's first loss since the Big East season opener against Seton Hall. Hate to say it, but I think this is just a matter of a a good team having an unreal night. It was a lot like when Kansas beat Houston. You're not wrong. The NBA All-Stars would have had a hard time beating Creighton that night. They were just draining threes all over the place, especially early on. It was a hot crowd. It was just it was just one of those things you, know, you catch a road loss every now and then even the even the best teams in the nation. But here's a stat I saw saw to either yesterday or today, which I was blown away by. UConn has lost 21 games in a row against road team against ranked teams on the road. I, wow, I, that is wild. Wait, how? Oh, on the road. On the road. On the road. So that doesn't include the tournament, obviously. Exactly. And that also ah. and it also probably includes you know uh, you know UConn has been streaky, they were streaky last year and they got hot late, and you know you just you schedule break the right way you don't catch certain teams on the road in the season, and you know, it's just and, you know, and there's only like three or four teams in the Big East that are ranked at any time. Yeah, UConn's probably not playing a lot of road games um, in the non-conference. I know they did a ton of neutral sites. Sounds like Duke. And then, and then Creighton goes on at jobs over the weekend to Colonel Sanders. Yeah, yeah, full in the full white suit. It that was, was great. fantastic. Old school, old school Patino in the white suit. I love it. The Johnnies needed that. Before we get a break, let's talk about one other big thing because we joked last week about the Pac-12 <laughs> hiring Vince Russo. Hang on, R.J. Davis is 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 literally dripping napalm in the Smith Center right now. He's up to thirty-six for God's sake. Oh, you must be ahead of me right now. Is he going to sink some crazy shot here? Yeah. Well, I must be way behind you here because, okay, Carolina's got the ball up 64-57. It's coming. Oh, and there you go. Yeah, step, yeah, <laughs> yes. step, back, step back three, deep wing. Yeah. Jesus Christ, he just hit another one. Holy oh, shit. Man. Good <laughs> God in heaven. He's got 39 with four minutes left. Cable television does have its advantages. Yes, it does. Times. Anyway, the Pac-12 apparently has hired Vince Russo because Washington State wins at Arizona 77-74 mm. on Thursday. They now have swept the Wildcats. And just to make things interesting, swerve, bro. Washington State then jobs to Arizona State on the weekend. How exactly does Washington State win this now? I don't. I don't know. The finish in the desert Thursday night was wild. Did Pack Two in turn? Did they immediately? This was like some WCW shit where they they brought Russo in for a bit and then and fired him and, and just had Kevin Sullivan book the weekend. Is that what is that what happened here? <laughs> there you go. I'm looking to see if Washington State plays Oregon State the rest of the season. They do not. I can see Oregon State doing the. Uh, 
doing the Kevin Nash Hulk Hogan Pimmy Pamey, <laughs> yeah. finger poke of doom. Absolutely. <laughs> no, in fact, they're playing the three teams that are heading to the uh, to the Big Ten. So oh, okay. if there's a finger point, if there's a finger poke of doom, Vince Russo's paying one of these schools a lot of money to do it. Good stuff. Although all three games are at Washington State, so it could happen. Okay. But yeah, that was just a fantastic game on Tuesday night. Washington State just played their hearts out and and got the victory that makes basketball entertaining. Hey, by the way, we, we might talk about this later. Memphis picked up a big victory despite Malcolm Dandridge being ruled academically ineligible for the time being. It seemed like it was addition by subtraction. So let me ask you this about Caleb Love. Addition by subtraction for North Carolina? 100%. It was 100%. It was him leaving the Carolina offense frees up Davis and other guys to do what they want. Just the, the mix, the, 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 the skill mix and the personality mix just works for Carolina right now. It just, it just does. And Arizona might have needed a guy like Caleb Love, who can, you know, not afraid to take that shot, run the offense through, you know, a little more often when, when the offense just stagnates. I don't know. It, 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 was, it was a net gain for both Carolina and Arizona. It just worked. It worked out. And, and I think R.J. Davis is, is going to be he, – if he's not a first-team All-American, there's something wrong. And I will, I will go to bat for National Player of the Year. I've already had my say about it. You know my argument. Caleb Love having an All-American in the year, too. He's fan. He's going to oh, be the Pac-12 no player of yeah. the year. He's been great. In fact, that would be fantastic. R.J. Davis and Caleb Love as your All-American guard combination. That would be hilarious. I am, I am here for it. Let's make it happen. Along with Kyle Filipowski as the center. Let's not do that now. Look, <laughs> look, look, we had a moment going here. Let's not ruin it, okay? If you don't want to ruin any more moments you might want to decide to take a big vacation. That would never ruin a moment. If that's what you want to do, who might you call? And how is that for a transition? That was, it was pretty good. I was thinking the same way here. Uh, don't ruin the moment. Make your moments. Hit up our girl, Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel. She can hook you up with awesome family getaways. And we're talking like you get the family from all over the country. You get them all together in one spot, whether whether it's South, whether South Southern California, Somewhere in Orlando, Disney Universal, get everybody on a boat where you're all kind of together, but you can split up and, you know, you can open up. Somebody can open up shop at the pool. Somebody can open up shop at the bar. The kids can go play in the kids' lounges and things. Activities going on all over the place all day long. It's, it's, it's awesome. I highly recommend it. It's a great way to, great way to get the crew together and, uh, and just have a good time. Uh, she can hook you up with that. Custom-made itineraries for you and your traveling crew at no additional cost to you. Find her on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at WP Magic Journeys. Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel. She makes the plans. You make the memories. Tell her you heard about her on Six Year Seniors. $25 off your next trip deposit as R.J. Davis has 40 points. Oh, man. <laughs> Talk well, about she'll give you forty dollars. She will give you $40. She will give you $40 off your next trip deposit. It just ask for the R.J. Davis discount. Hey, actually, I'll do one better. If you ask her for the LSU discount, she'll give you $100,000 <laughs> off your next trip. 
<laughs> Highly unlikely on that front. <laughs> All of a sudden, Wendy's got Wendy's phone is lighting up right now as we speak. blowing up right now. <laughs> LSU after defeating Kentucky in midweek stormed the court and was fined a hundred thousand dollars by the SEC. That fine was raised from fifty thousand dollars just in the last couple months because Kaylin Clark got hurt. I want to know what happened to the fan, first off. I think the fan was probably an ICU for three days. <laughs> Nonetheless, I've got an idea. These fines are minuscule. Think about this. If you put a couple of million dollars into a mutual fund and just let it collect interest until your team is bad enough to warrant a court storming when they win, and you just pay the fine with the interest. You can't tell me like Shaquille O'Neal can't give LSU $2 million to start a mutual fund just to pay off their court storming fines. <laughs> Not a bad idea. I'm here for it. Thank you. That's the way you put NIL money together. Let's see. What else we got here? The format sheet is completely blown up at this point. I knew it, and I knew it was going to be. I knew it was going to be when we, uh, after the Filipowski thing happened Saturday afternoon, I knew there was no way we were getting through any of this. Yeah. And it's all Kyle Filipowski's fault. Of course it is. Blame the There's the show title right there. Kyle Filipowski's fault. Yep. In the Ivy League, we got to get to that because you know we've been talking about Duke, the higher education. Let's talk about re- <laughs> let's talk higher education. You've never seen the likes of. That's fantastic. Trademark Bret Hart. <laughs> Cornell beats Yale sixty-five sixty-two on Friday, but then turns around and loses to Brown on Saturday seventy-eight seventy-four. Princeton has moved themselves back into contention. Right now, Princeton, Yale, and Cornell all tied at 9-2. and two. Fourth place, Harvard and Brown at 5-6. and six. One game back, Columbia at 4-7. and seven. It looks like it could be very interesting coming down to the final game of the season that will not only determine the fourth place team, but determine because of the fourth place team who wins the Ivy League. Ooh. Princeton, Yale, and Cornell may all split amongst themselves, which means the next tiebreaker is the next team down, and whoever finishes fourth, yeah, somebody has probably swept. Good point. And as we've been saying all year round, it's going to be a whole lot easier being number one than it is being number two or number Absolutely. two. Absolutely. Ooh, getting dicey in the eye of you. Okay. Yeah, I love it. Four teams. That's it. Four teams. I'm starting to sound like Donald Trump. <laughs> great teams, all great teams. No, yeah, well, there's only four. There's only four teams, though. If we expanded the NCAA tournament to 96, they could all get in the NCAA tournament. A- a- every team in the Ivy can get in. Yeah, that's, that's what. It's, it's not fair that it's not fair that we that, that we only have you know 64 te- or 68 teams in the tournament. You know, there's there's just you know justified teams being left out here, like Mississippi Valley State. Like, like you've got really great players, very nice people on both sides. <laughs> Deserves to be in the tournament, even though they haven't won a game. I'm sure they want to win a game. Any, you can't win a game. I'll, I'll, anybody, Need easier opponents. Anybody, maybe I can buy a win for them. 
Anybody who wants to be anybody who deserves to be in the NCAA tournament can get there via winning their conference tournament. That's what it is. If you, almost, if, if, almost. There's a there's a few conferences that limit who gets into the I know, tournament. I know. And what I'm saying is, and what I'm saying is, if you if you earned if you earned an at large bid that you would get if there was a 96 team tournament, that th- those teams would not be left out of their conference tournament. That's where I'm going with that. Uh, okay, I see what you're yeah, saying. That's the po- that's the point of that. That that's the one thing, and, and it was a COVID pandemic that realigned the MAC. I always enjoyed the MAC putting everybody in because the MAC w- was so tight that that first round, which was teams like I think nine through thirteen or whatever they are, those were always good competitive games. And MAC used to play early on; it was like one of the first tournaments, and so that was the first day of conference tournament season, and those were really entertaining ball games. They don't do that anymore. Mac only takes the top eight. Screw you guys. Bring speaking them all of, in. Speaking of the Mac, you see UMass going to the Mac now? That broke today, yeah, too. How stupid it, this is that? Is the second, this is the second time in the Mac for UMass. Come on, Mac doesn't Mac need UMass. Come on. No, they don't. Uh, but, you know, truthfully, I think, I think UMass might be able to be competitive in football. They'll destroy everybody in basketball. Probably this Mac, yeah. I guess being an indie uh, finally wasn't enough for UMass. Bring in Chicago State next. I'm from Chicago. Okay. We're we're so free. God, we just we've torched we have torched the uh, the format sheet like R.J. Davis has torched the Smith Center floor tonight. I don't hey, even know where I'm to go from, next. I, I'm from Northern California, I, and I know who has the longest winning streak in the nation right now. And they are from Northern California. Moraga specifically, it is the St. Mary's Gales. Carolina trying to blow this game right here. The St. Mary's beat San Francisco. Damn it. My Dons tried hard. St. Mary's has Gonzaga on Saturday night. That's going to be a fantastic ball game. That little gym is going to be lit up. Zags are going to need that game. (laughs) <laughs> They're going to yeah, need that game. Yeah, 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 because the Zags aren't going to make the tournament otherwise. Bullshit. Uh-huh. I hope the Zags are in a play-in game and then go to the Sweet 16 just so everybody can eat their words. <laughs> in the Big Ten, Boo Booey finally breaks the all-time Northwestern scoring record. They beat Michigan. They remain tied for third place with Wisconsin. And right now, would you believe... Northwestern and Nebraska have a very good chance of being in the top four and getting the double buys. In oh, the for Ten. God's sake. Look at Wisconsin's schedule and look at especially Nebraska's schedule. Listen to this finish for Nebraska. Ohio State, Rutgers, Michigan. Mm. That is three of the four bottom teams in the Big Ten. Meanwhile, Wisconsin, who's a game up on them, Finishes with Indiana, Illinois, Rutgers, and Purdue. If they're lucky, they'll go two and two. Yep. Oh, wow. We could have Purdue, Illinois, Northwestern, and Nebraska as the top four in the pack in the Big Ten. Good grief. In the pack Big Ten. Oh, uh, Caitlin Clark. We've talked about her a couple times. So I, I did a little research. Remember we mentioned last week that she's closing in on Pete Maravich's record? Mm-hmm. Now within 51 points of Pistol Pete. Remember, Pistol Pete did not have a three-point line. 
If you take away the extra point from all of Caitlin Clark's threes, she's 541 points behind Pistol. Jeez. Pistol's crazy. Which, which goes both ways. Yeah, Pistol's crazy, but Caitlin's made 493s yeah. in her college career. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It goes both ways. <laughs> My God, where else do we go? Uh, Mountain West. New Mexico loses at home mm. to Air Force for crying out loud. That was loud. a brutal loss. You cannot lose that game. You cannot lose that game if you're the Lobos. And it was just days after beating Colorado State, barely 68-66, even though Colorado State has had all kinds of problems on the road. New Mexico and Colorado State are now the 6th and 7th place teams in the Mountain West yeah. And if the conference tournament started right now, they'd be playing in the opening round. Mm. Mountain West is loaded. It's going to be good. Uh, where else do we want to go? Let's roll with Horizon. We've talked about Horizon violence all year. Purdue-Fort Wayne beats Green Bay at home. Green Bay then also loses to Youngstown. Green Bay picks the worst time to falter at home. Meanwhile, Wright State knocks off Oakland at home. All of a sudden, we've got four teams within a game of first place with a week to go. Right back kind of where we started. <laughs> it's, it's, it's insane. And this is a great tournament because the higher seeds host the first two rounds. So this placement is really important. So right now, yeah. Oakland, 14 and five, Youngstown, 13 and six, Green Bay and Wright, 12 and six, and then sitting in fifth place, Northern Kentucky at 11 and seven. Oh, and Cleveland State and Milwaukee are both 10 and eight. That's bonkers, man. I mean, that's seven teams within three and a half games. The only one that's better than that is your Mountain West. Yeah. In Conference USA, game to note here, Sam Houston wins at New Mexico State 79-58. Lamar Wilkerson at halftime was seven for seven from three-point range. Good grief. Then he missed his one three-pointer in the second half, but he finished with 25. Sam Houston tied with Louisiana Tech atop the Conference USA. In the WAC, Tarlington State beat Grand Canyon 77-74. They're now within a game of Grand Canyon for the WAC lead. And that was Grand Canyon's only their third loss of the season. The problem with this is Tarlington is not eligible for the NCAA tournament. But they'll play in the WAC tournament. And the WAC has that setup of the first two teams getting buys in the semifinals. So Tarlington only has to win two games to really screw up the whack representation <laughs> in the NCAA tournament. Tarleton scored. Tarleton stormed the court when they beat Grand Canyon. I didn't, I didn't see headline news coming out about that. I didn't see Anderson Cooper doing a deep dive into Tarleton state storming the court against Grand Canyon. What the hell? Well, it's because Grand Canyon players are men who don't get hurt <laughs> by fans. Mm-hmm. Carolina has tried everything they can to blow this game, and somehow they missed a free throw, pulled the Kennedy meeks Theo Pinson 2017 Final Four game, got the offensive rebound. Can they get the ball in bounds? And good grief, what a shit show. So if you hear screams of death in the next 15 seconds, you'll know that the Carolina has turned the ball over. No, they got it in. They got shooting free throws. In the Big West, another team that's not eligible for the NCAA tournament, mm. UC San Diego beats Irvine 92-88. San Diego now in a tie with Irvine for the conference lead. And once again, 
They're in the Big West tournament, but can't play in the NCAA tournament. This is so stupid. UCSD's good. They are. They're very good. Yeah, this is crazy. A team to watch in a tournament, in a conference tournament upcoming. In the Missouri Valley, Northern Iowa just beat Drake 91-77 on Saturday. It's too late for them to win the conference, but they are going to be dangerous in the conference tournament, and that's including Drake and Indiana State. Northern Iowa could be the monkey in the wrench in the Missouri Valley. Ooh, good call on that. Arch Madness might be might be wild. Finally, let let's go here to end our on court presentation in the Southland. Soon after we stopped recording last week, Texas A and M Commerce and Incarnate Word went to overtime, and then <laughs> in the handshake line got in a huge, huge brawl. This was awesome. I'm not gonna lie, it was great. <laughs> Thankfully, there were no fans that stormed the court because they didn't look like there were any fans in the arena. Uh, this looked like Jerry Lawler and Terry Funk in the Indy <laughs> Arena match. Oh, man. <laughs> we had players out here. My eye! My eye! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And Lance Russell smoking a cigarette yes. during the entire match. Yes. Frickin' awesome. Absolutely Even awesome. Even if you're not a wrestling fan, look that up on YouTube. It's a fantastic, fantastic video. Hilarious. Great stuff. When was that? Was that about, I want to say, 78, 79? I want to say it was, I wanted to say it was like 82. But it might have been earlier yeah. than that. I'm not sure. See, I, I, I wanted to go about that time too, but I, I Let's see what the monkeys in the truck can tell Monkeys us. in the trunk. Yeah, good. it'd be good timing for the monkeys in the truck to look up. Consider Baycott wants to brick free throws now. This is great, guys. Come on. Monkeys in the truck. Fill them in. Missed them both. Jesus Christ. Miami can tie it. Oh, man. Oh, they fouled them. They went for the foul. Oh, smart move. Smart move. I'm finding the video for it, but I can't find a date. The monkeys are working hard here. <laughs> okay, so I just happened to find I went to this site. It's the seven most memorable empty arena matches in pro wrestling history. There were seven. Uh, there were there were seven of no, them? Yeah, well, okay, the seventh is the Starbuck twins versus the outsiders. <laughs> <laughs> NWO Saturday night. I, that's fantastic. Absolutely amazing. I, I, I think I remember this and it's hilarious. So uh, great. I, I, I think it's when Nick Patrick refereed the match under a mask, a mask but then every yes. so often would pull the mask off his face so you knew it was Nick Patrick. Yes. So, no, and one of the things on that was, so, so Nash had his, I think he had his red, you know, his red singlet with the outsiders on it with the leather pants and Hall had the, 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 the blood running down the trunks and his name. So they did a, they did a gimmick where, like, like one of the jobbers got him in a headlock. So when they got, but when they got him in a headlock, they blurred out the pants. So you couldn't, so, so you couldn't identify. Oh, oh so Scott. you couldn't see the blood. <laughs> so you couldn't see the, the identifiable trunks. It was me and my brother laughed at that so hard, so hard. Uh, by the way, I've got the date of the Lawler Funk empty arena match, April 25th, 1981. 81. Okay. 
Yeah. Fantastic. Can somebody make a free throw to freaking Jesus Christ? I didn't think we'd have this much entertainment because I, I figured by the time we started recording, this game would be almost over. This is fantastic. We're getting we're getting prime Mikey watching North Carolina here. Carolina's favored by 14 and a half points. They're up by two. Trimble's got one shot with 3.7 seconds left here just to, to give everybody the, the scoop here. Just knock the free throw in and let's go home for God's sake. Missed it. And, and Withers got the rebound and got fouled. How the hell is – good. I can't deal with this shit. This is why my blood pressure is so bad. <laughs> So to to complete the commerce incarnate word story, eight players ended up being suspended from one to three games, four on each side. So they've been pretty shorthanded this past week and will continue to this coming week. Good grief. On, on the, did they miss another free throw? Well, Trimble just missed both free throws and Withers got the rebound and got fouled. So Withers is going to have free throws now. Again, up two with two and a half seconds left. Miami has beaten Carolina in the Dean Dome on a half-court three before. In, in, we, may, we were probably recording the night it happened. This is freaking ridiculous. Jalen, just knock in two free throws. RJ's back here like, what the? Even RJ missed a free throw earlier that led to all this crap. They've missed four free throws, five free throws in a row. Finally, Withers makes one. All right. The best they can do is tie at this point. Make one more and let's go home. Jesus. Well, you know it's not going to be that easy. No, no. Now we got a timeout. We're stretching this out all the way. Good God. All right. Well, since they're in timeout, let's get onto the schedule. Yeah. And Mikey will scream about something. Won't, well, we'll get to about Wednesday or Thursday, I have a feeling. Sounds about right. On Tuesday, 4 p.m., ESPN, Kentucky, we're going to find out if they can play on the road. They're at Mississippi State. Yeah, it's a big ask. We'll see. Yeah, Howard, one of the best games of the day, once again, it's the West Virginia Television Network, BYU at Kansas on ESPN Plus at 5 p.m. Why? How is that game on the plus? How is that game on the plus? Get out of here. Well, especially since at 6 on ESPN, it's Texas, Texas Tech. They can flip those two games easily. They should flip those two games. Good God. At 7.30, Fox Sports 1 has Nevada, Colorado State. Colorado State, as we mentioned, needs a win so badly. Good Mountain West game there. Rams favored by Every seven Mountain and a half. West game is a good game. Ah, we say that all the time. There, Withers makes the shot. Don't foul. Let's go home. Good God. Miami brings the ball up court. My God, he's fouling him, and he makes the shot. At the I think it's late. Doesn't matter. 75-71 final. Carolina wins. Jesus Christ. And the under, by the way. <laughs> Davis finishes with 42 points. My God. New Dean Smith record. New Dean Smith center record. R.J. Davis and Caleb Love. There's your All-American backcourt. Absolutely. Fantastic. On Wednesday, 4 p.m., fantastic SEC game because one of three good teams is playing. On ESPN2, it's Auburn at Tennessee. Great game there. We'll see if Auburn's got anything for the Vols up in Knoxville. Picture-in-picture picture alert here. Actually, it's picture-in-picture-in-picture because picture, we're going to have the Kyle Filipowski leg reattachment surgery picture-in-pictured <laughs> with the Duke-Louisville game <laughs> at 4 Vegas time on the ACC network. I hope they give this the, the publicity that it deserves. I'm telling you, pay-per-view, man. Pay-per-view. Same time on, same time on FS1, good Big East game, Providence at Marquette. 
Yeah, I think Marquette will probably be able to get their business done. I'm not really sure about Providence anymore. I they're like they'll make the tournament, but well, yeah, they'll make the tournament because they'll take the place of Gonzaga and then they'll lose in the play-in game. Whereas Gonzaga will make the Sweet 16. Okay, sure. All right. that's, anyway, that's and and here's two other teams that shouldn't make the tournament but probably will on the SEC network at 5:30, South Carolina at Texas A&M. Oh God, that's gross. But you know, I, SEC, you know, I, you know what, l- thirteen me, teams are going to make it out of the SEC. Here, hang, hang on, hang on one second. We, you know, we were talking a lot of shit about South Carolina. They did go on the road and beat Ole Miss, and after uh, Ole Miss knows good. But, no, but it's, look, it's on the it's on the road. It's on the road, and after what Tennessee did to A uh, and M over the weekend, I'm not sure A and M's. I know Tennessee's good. I'm not sure A and M is any good. South Carolina has a chance in this game. No, they don't. Ole Miss not, is not any good. South Carolina on the road is not any good. I, this might be they beat Ole Cosby. Miss. They beat Ole Miss on the road. Ole Miss is no good. <laughs> it's never easy winning on the road. I don't care who you are. Good God. This is cosmic fireball potential right here. That's all I'm saying. In an empty arena? Sure. Well, probably. Who'd want to watch this game? Certainly not me. Good God. Pay money? At oh, 6 man. p.m., Bama is at the aforementioned Ole Miss on ESPN2. They'll probably beat them by 40. No, but yeah, yeah Bama's certainly going to win that game by 40 on the road, sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And it's 7 o'clock on the, on the Pac-12 network. I'm God, so ridiculous. Arizona on the road at Arizona State. We saw what Arizona State did to, uh, to Wazoo over the weekend. We'll see what the, they got in the Battle of the Desert. Well, Vince Russo's going to say Arizona State wins. Okay. Because that's the only way Washington State wins, and that's the whole concept. Will, will there will there be items on polls? Uh, Caleb loves mother on a pole. Maybe I don't know on a forklift. <laughs> Come on! Didn't even put Marcus Bagwell's mother on a pole on a forklift. He put her on a forklift for God's sake! It was so ridiculous. So Wait stupid. a minute! They did. Yeah, I, I I truthfully don't I don't know if I've actually ever seen that map. They called it they <laughs> called it Judy Bagwell on a pole, but she was pole, actually on a forklift. Yeah. But she was actually on a forklift, <laughs> driven by Ivan Putsky, a pole. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> on Thursday at three thirty, Nebraska at Ohio State on Fox Sports One. Nebraska's going to finish third in the Big Ten, man. I'm telling you. How ridiculous is that? This freaking insane. At the monkeys in the truck just sent over a sent over a, a message regarding Judy Pacquiao Paul. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh my God! <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to go and find that match now. I'm pretty sure I've never watched that. There's a reason you haven't watched it. It's okay. You don't have to. <laughs> Good grief! We've just gone from Jerry Lawler and Terry Funk to Judy Bagwell on a pole. It's, it, it, I, I told you. I, I told you up up front. I think I told you before the before we fired this up. The Filipowski incident rendered the entire format sheet useless. It's over. It does not matter. The, this is maybe the mo- maybe the most insane episode we've taped. There's, there's it's, it's absolutely nuts. And it's all Kyle Filipowski's fault. Fantastic. At seven thirty on Thursday on Fox Sports One, UCLA at Washington. UCLA 
needs to win a pair this weekend up in Washington. If they have any hope, any hope at all of getting into the NCAA tournament. Yeah, we'll see about that. It's a big ask up on the road. And then 7.30 on the Pac-12 Network, USC at the aforementioned Washington State Cougars. Can the Cougs make it happen? We'll see. Did you see during the UCLA-USC game, as soon as Bronny James entered the game, fans started chanting, overrated. Oh, no, I did not. <laughs> That's too bad. That kid, didn't, that kid didn't do anything to deserve that, but good God. At 8 p.m. on ESPN2, Gonzaga at USF. That's actually a big game because if USF can win it, they could finish second in the West Coast Conference. And like the WAC, the top two teams get moved all the way to the semifinal. So USF will be rested for Gonzaga if they get that far. And of course, you're talking about San Francisco because the other USF won again over the weekend. They, they beat SMU. South Florida just continues to, to do it. One at, on the road at UTSA during the week, continued to, to pull the smoke and mirrors bit in the, in the AAC. So good on yeah, you, South much, Florida. Much like South Carolina, who tried to be USC for a couple of years, you ain't USC. And South Florida, <laughs> as much as you want to be, you're not USF. No. South Carolina is not the real USC, nor are they the real Carolina. So, so good luck with yeah, that, yes. Gamecock. Good God. On Friday, good game on ESPN2 at 6 p.m., Dayton at Loyola of Chicago. Dayton is a game behind Loyola of Chicago at this point. I see the Atlantic 10 has taken over the, the, big, the, the big 10 Friday night spectacular. And rightfully so, because both these teams could probably win. No, they couldn't win the Big Ten, because that's pretty good. They could finish second. They'd finish it. They'd get the double bye in the tournament they, if they Nebraska won. can. These two teams can. Good <laughs> God. On Saturday, let's start at 9 a.m. on ESPN, Florida at South Carolina. Now South Carolina will look like world beaters, but this is Florida, so they'll probably still lose. Yeah, probably so. At 10, Kansas at Baylor on ABC. How's that game on ABC? That's a random spot for it. I figured that game be on ESPN Plus. ESPN or even CBS. That's a random spot, ABC. But I guess we're in that well, time of year, and I don't know. At the same time, on CBS is Arkansas, Kentucky, and ESPN and ESPN2 will have started an hour earlier. Okay. 11.30 on Fox, Marquette at Creighton. Mm. That'll be a fantastic game. That's a good game there. Uh, I, I think the Blue Jays take care of business and, and start, start, start their taking over of the two-hole there in the Big East. We'll see about that. And then the evening is fantastic. I guess first I should talk about Virginia Duke, ESPN, 3 p.m. Does anybody care? Well, it, can Kyle Filipowski recover in time to, to be on the court for that one? That one, uh, will, no, that one he, will probably be bowling shoe ugly just because of Virginia. No, I think that's the game where he will sit on the bench the entire time in the hip-to-ankle full body cast. Can he be like Kevin on both legs? Can both he be legs. like Kevin Nash with the wheelchair and then pull it off at halftime? Yes. 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 We somebody needs. We need to Photoshop that. We need to get that like now. <laughs> Filipowski because he's he's tall like Nash. It'll work. Yeah. That and yet that needs to happen. At 5 p.m. probably to settle the the SEC Tennessee at Alabama on ESPN. Little picture in picture notice. ESPN two Houston at Oklahoma. Houston on the road. Can the number, the alleged number one team in the nation uh, go on the road? Oklahoma's been slipping lately. Houston, Houston can go in there and, and win that comfortably, I think. 
Oklahoma could storm the court, injure somebody, pay a hundred thousand dollar fine. Won't matter. It'd be great television. And John Shire will hold another press conference asking when we're going to end court storms. Yes. While wearing the poncho that Filipowski pulled off his, uh, his leg to get into Virginia <laughs> game. At 7 p.m. on ESPN, Gonzaga at St. Mary's. There's your West Coast main event right there. No kidding. I, if nobody's seen St. Mary's yet this season, this is going to be the game to watch. The Gales are good. The Gales are very good. Longest winning streak in the nation on Sunday. Two games of note, 2.30 p.m. Vegas time, UAB at Memphis on ESPN2. Which Memphis team will show up? Who knows? And at four on the Pac-12 network, where no one will watch it, UCLA at Washington State. There you go. That's a big-time game there. And then coming back around to next Monday, Duke at North Carolina State on ESPN. That's the 4 o'clock game. Texas at Baylor. That's the 6 o'clock game. I'm going to go ahead and call my shot. State beats Duke there and storms the court. I'm going to go ahead and call my shot right now. State's going to win that game and storm the court. And there'll be a whole, it'll be chapter two of this whole brouhaha. It's going to be great. They're going to put Kyle Filipowski in a giant plastic bubble. Yes. It'll be great. I'm so here for it. Uh, And if you're still here listening to this show, we commend you. This is either the worst show. show we've ever done or the best show we've ever done. I'm not sure. It's absolutely the best show. It's absolutely <laughs> the best show we've done. This just went completely off the rails right out of the gate. Thank God that Kyle Filipowski was, you know, is, is has been upgraded to a live after the weekend. And uh, <laughs> barely escaped death. <laughs> yeah. Upgraded to a live day to day. He's day to day. We'll see if he plays against Louisville. Like, I still think they do the I still think they do the surgery live, and, and do the picture in picture for the ACC network. I think that's I think that's the best way to go here. Let's just milk it for all we can get, and go from there. It's good stuff. Needless <laughs> needless to say, needless to say, I have nothing left for the for the listening audience, and that's a lie because I could go on for another half hour about this shit. But we've been going on long enough, so I'm gonna get the hell out of here. I'm presuming you have nothing else. Uh, left to go. Let's see. Um, hang on. I'm going to try to get as offensive as possible as I sign off here. Let's see. For Lieutenant Dan, for Terry Fox, and and, and for who we thought for a moment, Kevin Nash. You know, they, they they've all you know all lost some legs here. That's the best producer in the business, Alan Caps. I'm Mikey Watson. We will do this again next week. And I can't promise there will be this many shenanigans, but there will be shenanigans and there'll be college shoots and they'll be right here on 60 or seniors.